Hey, investors, Belly here from Watson Estates, and you're listening to the largest and fastest growing podcast for Toronto real estate on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. For those of you who've been following us for a while, you know we have a heart for the market and really wonder why home inspections is the first to be sacrificed at the altar of bidding wars. Today, I couldn't think of a better guest to come on than Alan Carson from Carson Dunlop. He is a home inspector. They started their business back in the late 70s before home inspecting was even a thing. But our conversation today is very much forward looking as we talk about legislative changes that seem to be already underway and a change of the overall culture, which could mean and probably will mean a very, very different real estate market in the future. We talked today on a show on what that timeline looks like as Alan and his team continue to lead the coalition to allow home buyers the opportunity once again to do inspections. Today, we don't talk about what inspections look like and why you need an inspection. That is not at all our conversation. It is very much talk about the market, where home inspections have been and where they are going. What will home inspections look like for you as an investor, as you're going out and buying properties in the coming years? I had a wonderful chat and I hope you guys enjoy the listen. When you do, please share this on Instagram. You can tag us at Watson Estates. Enjoy the show. Alan, thanks for joining us on the show. How you doing? Bradley, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Very excited to, to talk to a veteran in the inspection industry. I think inspection, uh, we, were, we were joking before the, we started, we hit record today. Inspections, they're, they're not really a sexy topic, but I hope people are willing to listen. And you are the first inspector we've had on the show, and uh, I'm glad that you could join us. But you're also extremely savvy about the market. And um, just how inspections, what place inspections have in our industry and where we're headed um, through decades of experience and seeing that the ebb and flows of the inspection industry. But before we dive into any uh, particular specifics or, or uh, different concepts or your, some of your thoughts, uh, could you just maybe uh, share a few words about yourself and um, what's brought you through uh, inspect the inspection industry and why you love it so much? Because you've been around uh, a few years. Absolutely. They say it's not work if you love what you're doing, right? So, That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we started Carson Dunlop in uh, 1978 when home inspection wasn't really a thing in Canada, let alone in the GTA. And uh, yeah, Bob and I were doing, uh, we we're working as fire protection engineers for a large insurance company, inspected buildings for a living. Bob bought a house in Cabbage Town. We kind of inspected it before uh, put in the offer. Agent said to us later, hey, can you come? help a few other buyers do that as well. And that was kind of the genesis of the idea. We didn't realize at the time that it had been done in Great Britain for a couple hundred years by the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors. We thought we'd invented a new thing. And we just used the model of, if you're gonna buy a used car, you're gonna get it checked out by a mechanic. If you buy a used house that costs just a little bit more than a car, maybe you ought to check that out too. That was really the genesis of the whole thing. Yeah. And so we started 78, we've been working ever since. I tell people now that Carson Dunlop's like a table with four legs. So we're the oldest and largest home inspection company in Canada. We also do, we have a commercial inspection company. So we inspect commercial buildings. We have an education company and we train people to do home inspections. And we have a report writing software system used by a couple thousand home inspectors across North America. Wow. So I've kind of just been immersed in home inspection uh, for the last 44 years. I love that. And, and hearing the diversity you have there, I think is going to, get a lot of our investors excited. But guys, this is, uh, as you can see, it's going to unfold. There's a reason why Alan, back in the late 70s, was on the cutting edge. And you still are. I can, I can hear just from some of our discussions. And some of the things you're doing, you're actually leading the fight in a lot of um, these uh, protections. And what we'll get into that coalition you guys are working on as well. 
But really where I want today's show to go is that I really want to talk about the future of home inspections. Future is a blurry word. Maybe we're talking in the coming years. We'll talk three to five years because obviously things go up and down. But uh, there's a lot of inspectors that are losing their shirts, quitting the business. And uh, inspections have seemed to have, at least from today, have had a place in the offer process, in the purchasing of a home, a used home. And, um, and what, what also is funny that from adding on to what you said there, you mentioned a used car, the amount of protections and uh, insurance that um, though it's not perfect that we have for new builds and for new cars seem to be there. And so it's left to the consumer to kind of create those protections on the use side. But you're right. How fast, I mean, you buy a car for $30,000, $40,000 versus a house for double, triple that and how ignorant we are to just throw it out. And um, I, I like to think that the, the realtors on our show aren't the ones instructing clients to do that, but it's hard to tell. And, and I think that that's gonna be very much what I think I can get from chatting with you today is what does that look like? Because I can only really see from, from my line of sight, which is definitely not clear in this. So I guess to kind of open up the talk and we can go any direction, I know we've got a lot of ground to cover is what does the future of inspections look like from, from where you're sitting? Where do you think this is all headed? Well, after having been through a few cycles, I think home inspection is going to get back to the point where almost every resale home is going to get an inspection. And the reason I say that is, and, and the media, I, I love, hate the media. Um, and so they say, well, you know, people are foregoing home inspections. People are, don't want home inspections anymore. That's absolutely false. People desperately want home inspections. What's happened is they haven't lost interest. They've lost the opportunity with these bidding wars and being pressured to forego the home inspection and any other conditions that might be pretty good due diligence as well. So the reason I know people still want home inspections is they're coming to us. We're doing pre-offer inspections before they put in an offer, even though they're very unlikely to get the house. But a five, $600 insurance policy against a million dollar investment, even if you don't win every time, uh, probably makes pretty good financial sense. The other thing we're doing, and this is the heartbreaking one, is we're doing inspections for people after they've bought the house and said, I really wanted inspection. I couldn't get it. Can you come and tell me what I've gotten myself into? And then when you go in and you talk to them about the worn out roof, the mold in the attic, the worn out furnace and air conditioner, the wet basement, the foundation problems, the knob and tube wiring, the uh, galvanized steel, lead, cast iron plumbing, the soft side, all those things, the list goes on. And you can just watch people, they're just devastated. And we have a, a couple of cases that I'm aware of where people have gotten into over $150,000 in foundation repair when they didn't get a home inspection, went ahead and bought the house. That's quite frankly, the mission I'm on is trying to level the playing field a little bit to get back to where the world belongs, where every house comes with a home inspection. And quite frankly, if I had my way, there would be a pre-listing inspection on every home before it went on the market, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. And obviously it's some people sit back and say, oh, it's easy for him to say he's a home inspector, but I am not a home inspector. And I totally agree. And I think that there, that is a thing that people want. And I think we have a lot of investors listening to our show. And I think that we've kind of led the race in this kind of spiral to the, to do our own de demise and to destruction. And I think there's this perception that if you put an offer on a property that has a condition of uh, inspection, that you're not a serious investor. 
you're not a real investor because you know you should see those things or for whatever reason and that is false as as an investor myself i would love to have an inspection on every property and inspection itself could actually be a, an instrument to cool the bidding wars that we see as well uh, but that's that's another conversation but meanwhile we have uh, young people that feel like well if i'm going to get into the you know the toronto housing market i need to be like the serious investors and therefore cutting out my inspection and it's just not the right narrative it's just not true and um i do also I would agree with you that people would, if given the choice, why would you not want to go through and look at it, especially during time with COVID, right? We've had 30 minute showings, people racing in and out with masks on more focused on sanitizing their hands and looking at the actual property and then putting these giant offers on property. So I, I can totally see, but I, one of the things that you're, um, you're talking about how there's a future where there's going to be like everybody that this, this um, magical land where we all have the opportunity to do inspections. What are some of the, telltale signs that that is happening um because i don't think um just from having spoken with you this isn't something that's um we hope will happen this seems to be something that's actually underway and i'd love to hear some of the things that you're seeing out there on uh, on telling us that well yeah what we're seeing is and whether it's the result of interest rate increases the war in the ukraine uh, the instability, the, the questions about who is going to win the election in France and the world sitting on, uh, on the edge of its seat wondering about that. Um, we are see thing, seeing things slow down in the sense that um, people are setting offer dates and no offers come in. People are having houses sell, and, it, and it's definitely regionally specific, but in a lot of areas, we're seeing not so much competition for houses. We're seeing more days on the market. We're seeing more people, we're seeing our business have an increase in the volume. So we have seen our business go down by about 30% over the last few years. We're back up now. We're still down from uh, our peak years, but we're back up. Uh, and people are, again, looking for inspections, trying to make sure they can find a way to get them. And we're seeing that, that bit of market slowdown and people worry about a crash and a recession and hard landing and all that stuff. I'm not at all convinced we're going to see a decrease in prices in a big way. But what I think we're going to see, and what is much more important, I think, to the marketplace, is that we get back to something closer to balance between supply and demand. We're seeing more listings come on the market, which I think is a healthy thing. So coming back sort of you think of it as a spectrum at either end, a huge buyer's market, a huge seller's market. It's been a monstrous seller's market. And we're starting to see that needle shift back to the middle. And that's where I'd really like to see it. It's kind of in the middle of that swing. Me, so, me too. Yeah, that, that's what we see. Yeah, me too. So so the market is definitely playing a factor. I'm, I'm a little reluctant to just rely on that. If uh, history is an indicator, at some point, it'll get back to that seller's market. So what I really like about what you're doing is that you're leading the cause to make during a time like this, when inspections will become the norm again, that we make that a part of our history and allow that to con continue. So in the event that we do find ourselves in a, a seller's market, we will have home inspections. Tell me a little bit about um, what you guys are working on. I know you guys have been in the media a lot on this and um, would just love to hear the, the heart that, that goes into that and, and what you want to see come out of um, legislation. 
Well, I'm pretty passionate about uh, the fact that uh, consumers need uh, to have a level playing field. And it's, it's as simple as that. And, and when it comes to buying and selling a home, I think the, the playing field is anything but level right now. So we started the Canadian Home Inspectors for Consumers Coalition, and it's made up of Carson Dunlop and the major home inspection associations across Canada and some of the, the largest franchises in home inspection across Canada. So there's a group of nine organizations and uh, we're probably gonna add three more in the next month. And the mission is really to get the word out through the media and to consumers that they have a right. They not only deserve to know what they're buying, they need to know what they're buying. On what planet does it make any sense for somebody to spend less than 30 minutes walking through an investment that is gonna be in most cases over a million dollars. People just do not know what they're getting into. And when we find out after what they've gotten themselves into, it, it, it's just, it's tough on people, it's tough on families, and it's just so easy to fix. There are so many ways that things like basic due diligence, including a home inspection, can be built into the process without hurting anybody. It, it, it's one of those rare win-win-win things. And our, our main mantra is things like pre-listing inspections. A good secondary solution is conditional offers. British Columbia is exploring the, uh, the cooling off period to allow people to get an inspection, do their due diligence. It's such fundamental common sense it's really kind of a shame to me that we're even having to do this because it's so patently obvious to me that people need to make some kind of informed decision when they're buying a house. It, it's just, it's crushingly simple from my perspective. Me too. And I think it's, um, I think it's obvious. And I think that there, that is also coming. And I love that you guys are fighting for that. So you mentioned very briefly, but so, so some of the ideas, you said there's many ideas. So some of the ideas would be we have a pre-home inspection. Another idea would be that we allow a cooling off period. Are there any other kind of ideas circulating or what is the kind of leading, like if you could choose, what would that look like um, here in Ontario or across the country? I guess it sounds like it's a national, a national push. And it's, it's actually more than national because a lot of uh, states in the U.S. are suffering exactly the same problem. And so my American colleagues are, uh, are watching closely what we're doing up here. And, and so there's some fascinating stuff going on. I do think the ideal solution is every home before it goes on the market has a professional inspection and a report available to prospective buyers. That's the way real estate should be handled. We actually invented it wrong back in 1978, in my opinion, because the, the second best choice that I suggested, which is the conditional offer, which is the way that I worked through most of my 44 years, by the way, people would make an offer and then they'd have typically three days to get the inspection done, finalize their financing and so on. That is second best to me because it has the problem of slowing down the transaction. It creates friction because when people buy a house without knowing anything about it, they paint it to be perfect in their mind. There are no perfect houses. Inevitably, the home inspection report reveals some things that can be improved in the house. 
the buyer is then disappointed saying, hey, I negotiated in good faith. I put in my best offer. We came to an agreement. And now I find out the seller's trying to sell me a bill of goods. And so this buyer goes back to the seller and the seller says, I'm selling this house for less than I wanted to. I'm being taken advantage of. I'm taken to the cleaners. And now the guy wants more. This is so unfair. And the agents are caught in the middle. The home inspector sometimes gets caught in the middle. I don't love the process. And again, that's kind of what we brought to the market. So this is my fault back from 78. And I think that creates unnecessary friction. It means the house has to be negotiated twice in a lot of cases, sold twice. It means people back out of uh, offers for the wrong reason. I don't love the model. It's the best that has been around, but I've been promoting since the late 90s. And, and frankly, I should tell you that 70% of our home inspections are now done for sellers. So most of our inspections are pre-listing now. And all of the top agents that we work with, a lot of them say they will not put a house on the market without a pre-listing inspection. It just tidies up the process, makes it smooth, absolutely fair and transparent. And frankly, it reduces the liability for the seller and the agent on the back end. Buyers and you may have seen a CBC piece in the last few months where a lawyer had been approached by so many consumers saying, I want to sue my seller because I ended up with a house I didn't want. So I'm trying to avoid all of that. If you ask me my optimal solution, pre-listing inspection is far and away the, the best answer. And it doesn't cost a fortune. The tools are already there. There's no fancy stuff that has to be built to implement it. It's already there sitting on the shelf. Quick, easy, and simple. So I, I think I think you're right. That that makes a world of sense. I think the one question that I would have that I think many people would have is how do we know that there's some legitimacy to the inspector? If it's paid for by the seller, then would buyers question that? And the inspection industry has been severely underregulated for a very long time. So do you think we're at a place to be able to answer that call in the inspection industry? Um is, are, is that something that we can roll out tomorrow? Or do you think that before that can happen, there needs a process put in place for inspectors? Um, I'm curious what the, uh, essentially are inspectors ready for that? Um, obviously there'd be a massive influx of business. There'll be a whole, whole lot of new inspectors, but uh, we wanna make sure that, uh, especially as a real estate professional, that I can comfortably say to my client, you can trust us because then I would say, my thinking would be that the lawsuits would then be redirected towards the inspector versus seller. Um, which just opens up another can. So, Well, that takes us back to the way it always has been. Like with the conditional offer, the liability always rested with the home inspector for representing the condition of the house. So I'm perfectly happy to shoulder that responsibility. The only difference, and you, you pointed it out, is that the home inspection customer is the seller. So to me, the solution to the problem, and by the way, I'll talk about licensing in a minute if you remind me, because I'll probably forget, but... Um, the only difference in a pre-listing inspection is, to me, it's not the seller who's going to be relying on this inspection report long-term, it's whoever buys the house. So as a professional home inspector, my obligation is, quite frankly, neither to the seller nor to the buyer, my obligation is to the house. I have to represent the house fairly. And so what we do at Carson Dunlop is, when we do a home inspection, a pre-listing inspection for a seller, we offer this to the buyer. We say, we would like to establish a contractual relationship with you, whomever that buyer is. And we put this in our information going out to them. So if a home inspection costs on average 600 bucks at Carson Dunlop, 
for 260 bucks, we will do a walkthrough with that buyer to explain the report to them, explain the house to them, and think of it as a one hour course in home ownership. And it creates that contractual relationship between us and the buyer. Because again, we're representing that condition of the house, not the buyer's interest or the seller's interest. Home inspectors have to go right down the middle. And I think pre-listing inspections is a great tool to keep home inspectors honest on that. To your point about licensing, uh, home inspectors are only licensed in BC and Alberta right now. It's and, and about in about 35 of the 50 states in the US, home inspectors are licensed, but the licensing is all over the place. And a lot of licensing is quite frankly terrible. It provides a perception of consumer protection that isn't real or accurate, more so in the states than in Alberta and BC. And I spent a lot of money lobbying the provincial government to come up with licensing for home inspections. And in 2017, a law was passed, but it's never been enacted. The government changed, the provincial government changed, nobody's done anything with it. So I'm a huge advocate of home inspector licensing, as long as that licensing sets a reasonably high bar and doesn't provide a false sense of security for consumers. And you can probably think of lots of licenses out there that people have that doesn't prevent bad behavior. So if you're gonna license home inspectors, do it right, set the appropriate education and experience credentials, uh, Arizona emissions insurance requirements and so on. There, it, it's as easy as falling out of bed to me. It is simple and straightforward, can and should be done. And again, I come back to all the tools are on the shelf. We just need to do it. By the way, one of the reasons why the licensing didn't get pushed through is because there aren't very many complaints against home inspectors. And that's the reality. So in the, that's what the government tells me. There aren't enough. It's not a burning issue for them. Interesting. So it, did, it fell, fell back off. So everyone's got a horror story about home inspections gone wrong. Everybody's got a horror story about a real estate transaction, about a used car they bought. I mean, there, there are certainly um, safeguards that could be better to your point. And so I'd love to see meaningful licensing. In the absence of that, due diligence to make sure the company has credentials, has experience, has a reputation, has Google reviews, has insurance, and there is lots of protection for consumers, even without regulation. Yeah, though I do agree that there should be licensing in place. And I think that's a cop out by saying you haven't witnessed any lawsuits. I think that's so subjective and kind of ignorant. I This is just my, my opinion. I'm a very opinionated person. <laughs> Are there any other groups that you find are holding that process back? Because you mentioned you've got some sellers, and I wouldn't assume all of them, but some sellers that are encouraging of doing them ahead. Buyers would obviously love it. And we all ultimately, many, especially for people that are homeowners, would be doing both. So why, what's taking so long? I just, uh, maybe I'm not buying that as an excuse. Is it political? Like, maybe it is political, but I don't understand why that wouldn't be an easy political win for a, during a time when the housing crisis is the number one talking point in the news. Well, we've seen a fascinating reversal of fortunes, and, and this might help to explain it. In the early days when we started doing home inspections, most people did not get home inspections because it was new concept. So to offer pre-listing inspections wouldn't have made sense back then why? Because that whole caveat emptor, buyer beware thing. Yeah. If I'm a seller, I don't want to show all my dirty laundry. Right. 
it wasn't until home inspections became a routine, regularly done thing that pre-listing inspections made sense because the seller said, holy smoke, whoever's going to buy this house is going to get a home inspection. And now I don't have control of the process. It's their home inspector telling me this about my house and the buyer is going to react. So when you believe as a seller that the buyer is probably going to get a home inspection, then you want to take control of the situation. You want the inspector. And one of the great things about a pre-listing inspection is we provide a draft report back to the seller and the agent. If they find stuff in there that they don't agree with, don't think is true, we get a chance to talk it through offline and come to an agreement as to what actually the condition of the house is. There's sometimes things we don't know. Very often there's things the seller didn't know about their own house that we point out and they go, that's not the case. And you have to kind of walk through a bit of education. But before the thing gets to, to market, there's a report that actually reflects the condition of the house and is agreed to by the seller, simplifies things to a large extent. Now, what's happened is in the crazy market times, to your point at the outset, when the number of home inspections drops off, the sellers say, well, wait a minute, people aren't getting home inspections anyway. Why would I bother investing the 600 bucks? Why would I waste my time? And why would I risk deterring a prospective buyer who's gonna come in with a blindfold on and write me a blank check? So that has really hurt the concept of pre-listing inspections. So you asked me, I think it is the right long-term solution. It's tough to push that model when people are foregoing home inspections in the marketplace anyway. It's not until people are, if you believe the buyer is gonna get an inspection anyway and it's gonna reveal the condition of the property, you should probably take charge. And, you, and some sellers wanna fix the house up and do stuff. We have an interesting, well, never mind. Leave, I'll leave that aside. But um, we actually tell them not to bother fixing stuff up for a couple of reasons. One is just adjust the listing price. Say, here's the condition of the house, needs a roof, for example. Okay, so we've taken $7,000 off that we were gonna list it for this, we're listing. And in today's market, you can't guess within $25,000 the price of a house anyway, what difference does it make? <laughs> so, and the problem with people fixing the roof is they're going to put on the cheapest roof they can find builder grade shingles and and somebody's coming in they want to buy a house and if it's an expensive house and it's got a cheap roof on it it's a negative not a positive on top of which i'm going to hire the lowest quote contractor that i can get and guess what he's not going to show up on time he's not going to do the job properly he's not going to finish and if i have my home inspector come back to verify that he's done the work properly the answer is going to be no and now I've taken the house off the market. I've missed the spring market by screwing around trying to fix stuff in the house. I would rather the seller just say, just here's the condition of the house. It's like every other house in the neighborhood. It's wonderful, but not perfect. And here's what it needs. And here's the price adjustment that's been made for you. Let's take that off the table as a negotiating standpoint. Is this the right house for you? Full stop. Yeah. Um, and I think that those conversations can happen and will happen once we've set a precedent that everybody gets access to a pre-list home inspection. But until that happens, I guess it doesn't make sense to talk that kind of marketing strategy and how to do all of this. I'm curious with all of with provinces trying this idea of licensing, we're seeing the gears turning, the housing market changing and the root cause of it being inflationary prices and people just not being okay with bidding wars in major cities how long do you, do you see this process speeding up day by day? Like, I guess 
what success have you guys been seeing as a coalition in trying to um, really speak to government? Are you getting people on your side? And I, and I hope everybody that's listening to this show supports you because I absolutely do. I think this is super important. I don't think it should be inspection, expect, inspectors who are pushing this. I think this should be first-time home buyers and actual consumers that are pushing this. This is, I mean, it makes sense. Maybe it's come out of your industry, but there's plenty of work. And many of you guys have skill sets far beyond just doing simple inspections. So there's no shortage of work. Um, it is very much, and I, I truly believe it, it is a, it's a heart effort. It is you guys wanting to see the industry that you've kind of, you've come to love for decades, really improve itself when in many other ways we have been able to improve this industry. We are one of the highest regulated, best organized real estate um, countries in the world. And yet we can't figure out how to allow buyers to do home inspection. I think it's just such a crutch that we're walking with and, um, so I guess to kind of hopefully give us some kind of insight as investors on what this looks like is what kind of time frame do you see on this? Um, do you see a yes coming down? Um, or is there still more to be done um, for us to be able to achieve that? I think we're going to see something change before the end of the year. I think the federal government and the election platform had their home buyers bill of rights. And to their credit in the last budget, they did not forget that they did reiterate that. And I've seen the Canadian Real Estate Association move to uh, discuss, and it's still on their website, a pilot for transparency and a change in uh, how homes are sold. So there has been tremendous, I can't go a day in the media without seeing something about the housing situation. So to me, it is front burner and the burner's on high. So I think there is a lot of attention. I'd like to think that we had something to do with that attention, but I don't know that and I really don't care. I do care that the media is paying attention and consumers listen. It's too hard to get to consumers directly without going through the media. The media uh, gets the message out for us and they have been doing a, a good job, especially of late in doing that and telling the stories and, and helping. They, they always fall short of providing the solution, which is what I appreciate that you're asking me about solutions. You're not just asking for drama and problems. And I find a lot of my discussion with media is they like to have the, the kind of the house is burning kind of news story. But what about the terrific work of the firefighters who put it out? That always falls down to the bottom paragraph. So um, the media is helpful, but I wish they could be more helpful, more proactive in providing some of the solutions. And that's really why the coalition exists to start the conversation about um, the conditional offers. And we talked about British Columbia has now instituted and hasn't yet put into force, but it's supposed to be enforced by the end of the spring, a, a cooling off period that allows buyers to go and get their home inspection done, finalize their financing. And there's also a move afoot in Quebec. And we're seeing scheduled for 2024 is a mandatory pre-listing inspection for houses more than 25 years old. This is not a new idea. I wrote my first paper about this in 1996. So it might be an overnight success to get there, but it's been a long time coming. So I think the time is right because um, having seen three of my own kids try and, and buy a house and struggle like crazy, I think the issue has really come to the fore. And uh, there's a lot of attention being paid and a lot of people looking for solutions so I'm optimistic that we're going to see some big change in 2022. Me too. I'm excited. And uh, thank you for the work, whether it's noticed or unnoticed. Um, I see you guys out here working hard and 
I hope and I expect that there will be some significant changes underway and hopefully they do it with um, proper consideration to what you guys are saying. Um, I love your ideas. I can't find many holes in them. The ones that I've kind of poked today, you clearly have well thought through. And um, I mean, I guess we can leave it up to our audience to, to make the final call and kind of share their feedback on what that looks like. So as I expect, you're going to have a lot of, um, uh, whether we have with uh, sales reps and professionals in the industry in various ways, um, where can people contact you and get a little bit more information on what you're doing and maybe have you come and do a pre-inspection because clearly you have a, an entire process for that in, in the GTA. So tell us where people can reach out to you when they choose to do so. Well, our website, strangely, is carsondunlop.com. So it's pretty simple, pretty easy. Um, you could reach me there. Um, my email address is carson at carsondunlop.com. Um, so yeah, there is, uh, there is a website for the uh, Canadian Home Inspectors for Consumers Coalition as well. Um, although, quite frankly, to be honest with you, that website is really designed for the media. There are some articles in there. And I find whenever we speak to the media, they want to do more research and get more information. So it's really not a consumer facing website so much as it is for the media who can go and look and find past articles and so on. So if you just Google uh, Canadian Home Inspectors for Consumers, you'll get to that website. But uh, again, it's, uh, it's not a consumer facing one so much as trying to help the media get the information they need to, uh, to present the information. Awesome. Lots of good stuff online. Thank you, Alan, for taking the time to share your wisdom and history with uh, our listeners. And as many can see, kind of show us a crystal ball on what the future holds in, in Toronto real estate. It's been a, a wonderful chat. Guys, if you could please support this episode, share this on Instagram to all of your fellow investors out there that need to know that um, there is a yellow brick road in front of us that we're, we're headed down and there's it's not all gloomy um, despite all the chaos in the market today. So thanks again, Alan, for taking time to join us today on the show. Bradley, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.